Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. You can come on, electrocute us live on the show tonight and bag yourself a free takeaway 20 euro takeaway voucher come on just play shock jocks it's a simple head to head quiz just every question that you get wrong we get electrocuted and there is a new painful twist coming to shock jocks tonight on the show details very soon 9.40 we'll be playing that ad get in touch if you want to play also how little action is too little action in a relationship before you would call it a day listener got in touch and needs some advice about that we'll be chatting closer to 10 o'clock about that and Clondocka man Mark Conlon successfully completed one of the most grueling fitness challenges you will ever have heard of he did an insane 24 hour running challenge recently and he's going to be on shortly to detail the pain he went through in completing it the number if you want to get in touch tonight 087 104. This is Room 104 with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long with Play Blue, Ireland's favourite online adult shop. Visit playblue.ie today. FM 104. All right. Good evening. Story. How are you? What's the crack? Crack is good. Oh. Crack is mighty. <laughs> good, 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 good. Wednesday. I know It's been a long held week The only good thing is I think we're going into Another bank holiday weekend Next weekend Yes we are What day are we at now The 21st of April Oh the months are just Sliding away aren't they I keep thinking I keep feeling it's March Like it's the weird It's the middle of March It's fine don't worry about it Then you're like No sorry it's there No I keep thinking that April feels like January It just never ends Yeah It's just a never ending Pandemic lifestyle It's a never ending month Like at least May You kind of feel like it's the summer Things are apparently happening well, listen, in May There's a little bit of a stretch in the evening And it's a bit sunnier So it's fine And Friday's meant to be lovely too So that's all good Yeah Friday's meant to be 18 degrees Stop it lads We all know what we're doing ourselves On the way in On the drive in a little bit earlier on I'd say about a half an hour ago I saw one of the most awkward Embarrassing Driving fails When you're doing driving lessons With your mother Oh no Oh yeah I felt so bad for them Like I was enjoying laughing at it Because I was like Oh we've all been there before. I'd say she was only 17 years of age Driving a tiny small White Fiat 500 Mother in the passenger seat And it was just past If you know where Clark's Bakery is In, in Cabra right There's a set of traffic lights mm. And then a yellow box Yeah She had stalled in the yellow box so she, and there was a car the car in front of me wanted to turn right so the car in front of me was a big dirty massive silver brand new Mercedes couldn't turn yeah couldn't turn she was stuck in the box and then all the other traffic going the other way were stopped there as well and it was oh, so mortifying so and she kept awkward. cutting out she tried four times right yeah. she tried four times to start the car and it just kept cutting out to the point where she started rolling back towards the other car and I was like <gasps> no no I was like no you got this I was like trying to root her on in the car I was just like come on no, no you got this you got this started again cuts out and just does that thing where you know 
bounces forward a foot and then cuts out again to the point where do you know what you had to do? Get out of the car? Yeah. No, she didn't. She but to, she panicked, obviously. She, yeah. yeah, she got out of the car and her mother had to get out of the car and go in and start the car and drive off and, and sort that out. And in fairness to her, in fairness to her, first of everyone who was around there, no one beeped her, no one gave her abuse. No, everyone just waited because everyone was all like, oh. oh. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, nothing worse. Nothing worse. But I, I really think you should practice more in car parks first do you know what I mean you shouldn't really be going onto main roads if you're cutting out in the in the middle of it well, like, that's, that's why isn't that where your lessons straight away they're like right we're going on the roads yeah, I but think- the driving instructor's there so that you know, uh, yeah. he can start it up really quickly again yeah. and you turn off. But like when your mom's there, no, I really don't think it's good. No, they be. weren't, it didn't look like they were screaming at each other. So I hope they had a positive relationship, the mother and daughter here. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to escalate and there'll be tears later on because I just know driving with your parents as well, your mother or dad trying to teach you how to drive. Issues from when you were six can come up in the car. And I've like, You're always doing this to me. Horrible things. Uh. Yeah, I heard my mom's pretty bad now. My younger brother and sister were taught by her and didn't go down well. Yeah. Like my, that. my my mom thought she was a great one. I told you before, my younger sister was learning to drive my mom, and she was just a nightmare because there's so much to learn with driving that you don't realise you know when you know how to drive. And you're like, no, you should be doing this. No, what are you doing this for? Blah blah blah. And then See, it's when you're breaking it down, yeah, yeah, you don't realise what you need to do. You just do it so automatically that it just comes naturally to you. Yeah. But when you have to explain it bit by bit, yeah. I'm like, where's the brake? Is it on the left or the right? <laughs> Hang on now. Uh, and then you start like demonstrating in your head what it would be like if you were to brake. Do you ever brake with your left foot by accident and your left foot's so heavy you don't know what you're doing with it in the car? I have just actually. Boom. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that now. I've been in a number of collisions. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, they were all fine. But yeah. The only thing, yeah. If Fiat 500 driver, if you're listening and you were the mother who stalled in the yellow box in Cabra earlier on, I like I'll give you with some room enough for beer mat left. The only thing I can give you for that, uh, you, you know, there's nothing else I can give you. It's just it was so like one, it was so funny, but two, it, the pressure you feel because it was so long. It, it was I'd say it was at least five minutes. I'm not exaggerating by saying it was at least five full solid minutes by the time she tried to do everything and get out and pull away. But it must have felt like an hour for her inside that car. You know? She will never ever drive again. Do you know that? That's going to put her <sighs> off forever. Yeah. I know no one beeped at her, but still the embarrassment of that, <laughs> especially when there's a car waiting to turn out and you're yeah, like, it's kind of yeah. like when you're trying to reverse into a space yeah. and there's a big queue of yeah, cars waiting yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, I'm sweating. Just drive, even just somehow now, drive off. Even still now, I, I I don't I don't like doing that. If there's a space on the road yeah. and there's someone even like a hundred foot behind I me, know, yeah. I just drive around. I was like, why'd you pack down? Like, leave me alone. Because see, the thing about it is, right? If you're doing that kind of awkward, like reverse turn thing, what's it called? Parallel park thing. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. When you're doing that, right, and there's a queue of cars behind you, they're always worried that you're going to pull up pull up forward again, so they'll wait for you. Yeah. So it takes you seven times to get into that space. And they'll wait until you're done. I'm like, just, I've stopped now. Just move on. Keep keep driving. <sighs> yeah. I, w- I won't try and get into the space anymore now. Yeah, yeah. You've enough space to move past me. It's very nerve-wracking. The only thing that I would say is just as embarrassing as that. One, it's cutting out and holding up two, three, it was actually three lines of traffic because she was coming out onto the main road. So there was cars behind her, the cars to the right of her, the left of her and everyone, blah, blah, blah. The only worst thing is when you go to Parallel Park and everyone stopped for you and then you realise you can't get in. And you have to just oh, drive out. You're like, oh, sorry. That's so bad. Because you know they're going to see you hitting the car. Yeah. So you just like, have to go. Uh, gotta go. Gotta go. Get out of here. Or if there's someone in the parked car. Oh, oh yeah. So oh. It's, a, it's a tight squeeze. And you're not planning on hitting into them. But if they're there 
you just have to move on. I hate that as well. You're part, pulling into the, you're, you're in Tesco car park and there's someone beside you and you're opening the door and you're yeah. looking at them like, oh, I have to tip or, your car. Or do you, you ever not bit. see them and you wallop open the door and then you realise <laughs> they're in the car and you're like, sorry. I'm Mary Howie, it's fine. It's just a little scratch. It's fine. Oh, oh driving. dear. Driving indeed, yeah. So, um, solidarity with the learner driver, the novice driver as well, because we, I think we've all been there. We've all been there and we've all panicked. Anyway, uh, a little bit earlier on, I came across an old Polaroid photo. Oh, lovely. Reminiscing about the past. From 1982. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a Polaroid photo dated, and I don't know how we missed this, it was dated the 10th of April, 2020, which was? Oh, the 10th of April. That was this time last year. Yeah, a year ago. A year and a week or so ago, it was. I kind of remember your yeah. Polaroid camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got one because that's all the cool kids do. It's like some people use vintage filters. I went full tank. No, it was a Polaroid picture. And the 10th of April last year was the first night that myself and yourself were broadcasting from home. Both yes. of us were broadcasting from home in the pandemic. I yeah. remember sitting on my spare bed. Yeah. And I was actually in the bed. I put on pyjamas and all because oh, I thought this is very yeah. exciting because yeah. everyone was new to working from home. Yeah. So it was kind of a bit yeah. fun. Wasn't it? It was fun and nerve-wracking at the same time. So myself and Saoirse, this time last year, were both at home. We have since come back into the studio. We're doing a half-and-half kind of job. Yeah. But we were at home this time last year, and for a good six, seven, eight months, I can't even know how many, maybe six. Six solid months, yeah. Six solid months, we were doing the entire show from home. home, yeah. And you would have known we were doing the entire show from home, because it was several times where I was talking to myself for ten minutes on (laughs) air. Because everything was done, like right now we have, you know, we have these buttons in front of us here that I can physically, you know, I can physically press and hear what's going on. And like, oh, what's going on? So, and oh. a nice light that says you're live. And a nice, nice light, yet yeah, says I'm live. And it, you, know, you can hit all these physical buttons. Whereas at home, we were all dialed in remotely. So yeah. it was, the, it was the, the screen. So I had to flick between two or three different screens on a laptop and an extra screen beside me. And I was like, oh, I think everyone's live. Happy days. There we go. I could hear Saoirse. I had no idea that she wasn't going out live on air. So I was literally talking to myself for a good five, ten minutes like this. And people were texting in and couldn't get the text too quickly as well. It's like, oh, no, I'm not spending the last ten minutes just talking to myself live on air. How mortifying is that? It was pretty funny. It's exactly like this. There we go. So uh, it was pretty At intense. least now I could hear I wasn't going through the mic there. Yeah, it, that's it. So if we do that in studio, yeah. I can hear straight away. But when we were remote, I couldn't. And I was there going, this is grand. Don't worry about it. So talking about the fear of cutting out driving when you're technically driving the desk, that fear is there as well. You're like, oh no, I'm after cocking up, making a huge mess of it. And now everyone can hear and you're just so mortified. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. But it just got me thinking over the last year, we have gone from you being in your house, yeah. me being in mine, broadcasting completely remotely at home to now doing a, a half and half. What what do you prefer? Like what have what have been your big epiphanies working from home? What have been some of the amazing if you pros from working from home and the massive cons? Definitely being able to prep from home because there was times where I would literally be getting up so late that you'd be rushing around getting yourself ready to go into work. Things like even put on a wash mm. while you can go upstairs and go yeah. on your laptop or not being distracted by other colleagues, which I tend to do quite a lot <laughs> when I'm here because I love to talk. So that was a big change for me. And I guess the traffic, even though we didn't work at 9am, we would come in here still for take, 4. It still take an hour to get in at 4 o'clock. Yeah, I and I live 10 yeah. minutes away. Yeah, it, it takes me maybe 25 minutes to get in now and it's grand because you're moving yeah. or whatever but 3 o'clock coming down through Fibsborough and Cabsborough it's a new place it's the new gentrified <laughs> it's like the dogs you know the the, the labradoodle oh yeah They've there you go together now yeah. Yeah, they're just gentrifying those two areas but um, no it's still, it would still take an hour but I, I just, just want to know because I know a lot of people 
some people are starting to get nudged to go back into work. Yeah. And they're like, why in the name of Christ would I go back into work when I can do my job perfectly well from home? Uh, that's not going to happen. Just want to know, if you were fortunate enough over the last year to have been working from home or studying from home, what have been your biggest pros and biggest cons from the work from home thing? Mm. That's what I want to know. How, like, have anyone had any major epiphanies? That, like, why weren't we doing this before? Yeah. Like, in some circumstances, Zoom and stuff is actually really handy. Yeah. You know, where you don't have to be present in a meeting. Like, yeah. you know, it may be... Especially if they're outside of your working hours and you have to jump onto one. It's not nice yet. to be able to just be on Zoom and not have to go into the office. But at the same time, I'd say a few of them a day would kill your eyes. Oh, I know so many people that are on five, six, seven. Like, that's horrendous. Yeah, really, really bad. At the same time as well, the lack of communication with people in person, I find, well, didn't really affect us because our working hours are, are kind of backwards anyway. But if you were in a, an office environment... You were going for lunch with people. You were going for coffees with people. You know, meeting at the the water cooler. Yep. That was always fun. So without that, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's a big one. Yeah. I think that's why people want to do half and half now. Because they want to see my friends. They want to see their friends, but they also want the comfort of not getting out of bed. <laughs> and, not having to put on, and not having to put on pants, right? If you've been fortunate enough to have been studying from home, uh, or working from home. To be honest with you, I think working from home would be way better. I would have hated to have gone to school, leaving sort of college from home. Yeah, it's that's a something big difference. You need to be there for. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, you, you kind of have to be there for. That. I would have said that would have been horrible over the last year. But, but listen, is is there something that you're now never going to go back to? Is is it a case where you've just had this realization that there's not a chance in hell mm. I'm sitting on the M50 for an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening oh, going can't. forward? Or you know, there's a lot of people who work in Dublin who live further afield. You know, who yeah. are spending one, two hours commuting each way in. Just the last year, it's our one year anniversary of working from home. We're lucky enough to have kind of switched things up now. We're doing half and half and coming back into the studio. So I'm not talking to myself yeah. from home and cocking up big time like that, which was some of the cons uh, of working from home. But if you're lucky enough to be working from home, what were some of the big pros and cons for you over the last while? Is there things that you're never going to go back to now, where you're never going to go back full time in the office because you're like, there's just no point. Like I can see you can see your kids growing up now. You can be there for their first words or whatever. You can just, you know, meet your friends for a coffee in the village and have a good time. I think that's a huge thing with people with young kids. Yeah. That suddenly they actually have more time with them. Yeah. You know, before it was rushing them to school, going into work yourself, yeah. collecting them very yeah. late from a crash or whatever, yeah. and then putting them to bed. Yeah. And if you haven't been working from home over the last year, like, have you noticed any sort of benefit? As in, like, has the traffic been slightly... Mm quieter like it's really busy today it's gotten back to normal traffic levels which is weird does that mean people are well schools and stuff in? but yeah and I think people are starting to go mm. back in but like if you haven't been working from home either over the last 12 months have you noticed any kind of has been taking you has been quieter on the roads for you uh, if like you're a delivery driver more people are home to take your messages or yeah. take deliveries because they don't have to you know there's someone there always to sign for it. listen let us know over the last 12 months the biggest pros things you've absolutely loved about working from home or absolutely hated about it let us know drop us a WhatsApp 87 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 uh, we were we we're half working from home now. We were fully broadcasting. The entire station was fully broadcasting from home uh, in the height of the old serious lockdown last year. And yep. then since maybe September, was it August, September last year? September we came back in, yeah. So what we're doing is prepping from home. And, you know, if you saw saw on our, on our vlog or behind the scenes Room 104 uh, YouTube, you would have seen that when we do some pre-records, 
Okay, yeah. we'll let you know on a radio secret. Sometimes you have to do pre-records because people aren't willing to come on a show at half eleven at night. Yeah. So we'll do pre-records. <clears throat> you know, we can do them remotely and we'll do all that stuff at home. And then we can come in for nine o'clock and we're here in the studio and I'm putting up your mic and not cocking up that way. And yeah. It's all good. It's beautiful, yeah. So some of the pros and cons from working from home, we just want to know, what have you absolutely loved if you've been lucky enough over the last 12 months working from home? What have you loved and what have you absolutely hated about it? I haven't hated anything. That's what I'm yeah. To be honest, about working from home. And I think it's going to get better when things, if we can continue working from home the way we are mm. and more things are opening back up. So when the gym opens back up, oh, when you're, I know the coffee shops, you can go and sit down and meet someone mm. and get some lunch and go do things and see things. Yeah. That'll be a bit of crack. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be life changing. How many hours are you in work before the show starts? We start our day at half four. Four, half four. And D- David, sometimes that's earlier. Like yesterday we had a show call at 12. 12, yeah. Um, so we have... We tend to start at half four. So it's kind of half four to half 12. Yeah. One. And usually earlier, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I said, so we, we could have a show or station calls at like uh, three or four. Most people, this is one of the things about radio that people get wrong, is you just rock in here five minutes before the I show. I bloody wish that was the case. <laughs> I wish to God... Like, my mum thinks I just turn up whenever I feel like it as well. Yeah, she comes in for 10 for an hour and then goes yeah, home again. Like, are you it. around tomorrow night, though? Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually working that night, too. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, uh, just no, a lot of work now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more work in radio than people actually think. And I don't mean to sound like, we're doing a really hard job. It's not a hard job, but there's way more to just, it than you might imagine. There can be a lot of long, stupid things you have to do. Things yeah. can just take a lot of time. But, yeah, it's not a real job, and we're not even going to pretend. No, no. It's you not, know, the, it's not hard or stressful, but it's uh, no, it's long. not not at all. But long, stupid hours. You know, yeah. there's a there's a nurse listening to us right now who's like, huh? <laughs> and we're like, oh, we have to do four, five hours of prep, and she's on her third eighteen hour shift in a week. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, um, or you know, if you're like a, a, just a person who works in retail with the public, just oh, oh that's my tough. god, very tough. Anyway, if you've been fortunate enough to be working from home for the last number of months what have you absolutely loved what have you hated like what will you never go back to ever you know I think people have had epiphanies that they're still able to do their job perfectly fine they're still able to kind of go ahead and get everything that they need to do and get done done no problem at all and now it's like oh god I think what I love about uh, what I'm hearing back from friends is that the 9 to 5 has disappeared a lot Mm. they can kind of clock in whenever so I have a friend who just generally gets up at like 7 she can just start working at seven now and she finishes earlier and then she has a whole day. Yeah, so rather than spending that seven to eight o'clock commute, you can just start working. Yeah, exactly. I'm finishing an hour earlier. Which is nice, yeah. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. I had my first child in March 2020. Getting to see him so much is the biggest thing ever. I love the pandemic. Wow. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's really, really good, isn't it? Uh, thanks for that, Kevin. I'll say you love working from home as opposed to the pandemic, just because some people might be, you yeah. know. But yeah. And here's the thing, I wonder, Kevin, if your company is going to be, or whatever way you're set up, is going to allow it to continue to return, because there is, I've heard so many little you know, mm. whispers about bosses going, ah, no, lads, I'm getting you back in, and because they just love, I think a lot of managers are control freaks. Very, yeah, control freaks. They're yeah. just like, you know, chaining you to the desk, yeah. and you're doing this now. That's all it is, really, control, because you can do your job perfectly well from home, as everyone is showing. And, yeah. like, you said that there was research done on how much extra work you're putting in without even realising it. I was I was chatting to a guy in a barber shop before Christmas who works for a big recruitment, like a huge recruitment firm in here, and they measure their all their employee staff output. Mm. And they're getting an hour a day extra work because one of the things people are doing is bringing their laptop into the toilet. 
Yeah, and like you would do that probably without even thinking about it. <laughs> I know, yeah. But yeah, I do. I think that a lot of people as well, uh, yeah, are more flexible with their hours. And I think they're probably feeling like they're doing less hours that they have to do, yeah. but putting in more work. Yeah, I'd say, but although it's, yeah. I think. At the same time as well, I think one of the things I know a lot of people might hate about this, you, you might hate this about your job if, because you're working from home, people are like, mm. sure, you can take a call whenever. You know, nine yeah. o'clock, sure, what, what are you doing? You work from home anyway. Yeah. It's not as if you're out of the office, so you just can't call. can't go anywhere. So. People ringing you on a Saturday. Oh, sure, you work from home anyway. What's the big mm. issue? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. That's the number as well. If you would like to uh, pop on to play shock jocks this evening, we have our shock caller uh, charging here beside us. It's a shock caller for a dog. Every question you get wrong on our head-to-head quiz, we get electrocuted. There's a twist coming tonight on it as well. You can win yourself a twenty euro takeaway voucher and inflict grueling pain on us tonight as well. So if you want to get involved, oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Clondalkin man Mark Conlon on his twenty-four hour. Uh, running challenge grueling grueling running challenge he's on the way next here on F104 you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 grueling difficult challenging fitness thing you have ever done Sir I'd harvest a guess and say that you know you're laughing but we did the Empire State Challenge we did did you see the sweat dripping off me <laughs> I nearly died doing that that was walking up and down my stairs yeah so it was for the Mind Your Noggin Day last year mm. uh, we, we, we were set a challenge of uh Climbing the equivalent of the Empire State Building with our on our stairs at home. How many steps was it? Like to be honest with you, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long, but it's I definitely, was in bits. Yeah, de- definitely doable. Like it was a like hundred and something laps of the stairs. I think. Yeah. Like I would have thought it was thousands. You know what we should do next time? Mount Everest. There won't be a next time. What's Eminem sing? <laughs> there won't be no next time. <laughs> I'm not slim doing anything else. over here. Yeah, slim search. Yeah. <laughs> not not since lockdown. No I way know. am I doing it. No way. Mount Everest. I think a real what? challenge would be Mount Everest. No, unless it's for an actual cause. I'm not doing it for the crack. Oh, you will make it for an actual cause. Listen, speaking of insane fitness challenges, one was recently completed by a Clondalkin man who uh, went on a 24-hour... It's more, I should say this, it's more than a 24-hour grueling fitness challenge, running challenge. And he's on now to explain a little bit more uh, why he did it, how he did it. But Mark Conlon, man, how are you? Hey, Colin McKay, Serge. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Mark, this is insane. What exactly did you get up to again? Yeah. So basically what I done this time was I ran with East of Ireland Martins, Gary Reinhardt, the race director. He ran a last person standing challenge. So yeah. for the last 90 days, we ran everything from half marathons, marathons, 12-hour days running 32K at 7 a.m., 10, 10, 10 p.m. running at 1 o'clock. And just basically covering 75K a day, marathons, time marathons, everything you can think of. And on day 89, it was 55 people. There was four of us left, so we put on a final. So on that final day, we had to run 7K on the hour, every hour. If you didn't have it in by the hour, you were gone. And there was two girls left on the last day. They lasted 12 hours. They done brilliant. Uh, Shelley Berry and uh, Jeanette. Um, we, myself and Frank were the last two. Uh, Frank, Frank's an amazing ultra runner. He lasted to 100 miles, 23 hours. And I managed to win it doing... 104 miles in 24 hours so that was that was the event that we done last person standing this there's so much going on here mark that to, to unpack because even the lead up to this were you were you running every one of the 90 days every one of the 90 days so we covered at the very first week we covered like 10 to 15k then it crept up all, every week until we were running half marathons 
Um, we got to marathon stage, then you start making it more difficult. Them 12-hour challenges, um, we done 32K at 7 in the morning. Yeah. And then at 1 o'clock, we had to start at 1 and do 10K, and then back out at 3 p.m. to do 32K again. So it took up your whole day a lot of the times. Um, coming to the end, then before the final, we were doing timed events. So if you didn't make it, say mm. you were doing 10, 15, 20K in a certain time, if you didn't get that time, you were gone as well. So it was a really extremely tough event. Like I've done everything over the years for different charities and I found this one extremely tough, you know. This is intense. Yeah. My yeah, God. I was just listening to what you were saying there. Um, like the calves are born and all, me just listening to you. So, uh, no, no, they, no, Mark, it, it, like, Saoirse was using one of those styro stairs. No, the, the I was not using there. a styro stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a bit of crack. No, but this... Yeah, fair play. This... This the challenge is seven kilometers on the hour every hour for twenty four hours. What yeah, was? Yeah, so if you can if you can imagine, like I was getting in after forty seven minutes each time, I was just collapsing to the ground. I was charging the watch and the phone to keep them going, and literally by the time I uploaded the time, which has to be official to Strava or Garmin, I'd have probably three minutes. So I never ate all day. What I was eating is slices. A uh, good friend of mine, Karen Shine, she made pizza. I was literally eating slices of pizza from 7 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock the next morning. That's all I had time for on the run. A bottle of water and back out the door. Literally had no time for anything else. And Frank was, he just told me, like, he got to 100 miles and he just said, you know, that was, um, as you probably know there, why I was running it, that's what kept me going. I was running it for um, Ronald McDonald House there in Crumlin. So that's what kept me going through the night. It was very cold through the night. It was frosty, everything else, trying to get back out. But uh, tell you a bit about them now in a, in a minute if I have a chance. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. 100% because I know you're still taking donations, I, I imagine, via the, uh, I am, yeah. the donation page, which we'll obviously give a shout out in a second. But I just want to know, like, how how painful was there a certain part of the day where you just felt like kind of going, ah, here, this is this is insane? Yeah, well, all day, you know, I have to say it was, it was horrible because obviously with all them days that I explained in the legs, yeah. the legs were pretty much gone, you know. But I did say to myself as well, you know, this is the last day. Keep digging deep, keep keep going, just do one more. During the day, it was kind of I kind of got into it. It was more during the night then, as I came into one o'clock, two o'clock. It was icy cold. I must have had about five tops on me. I had. I actually, I'll tell you, I give you a laugh. I actually had my friends tight on me at one stage. It was that cold <laughs> underneath me leggings. Love that's it. how bad I got. That was an old army trick. Um, do anything to survive, you know. But um, that's how cold it got during the night. And as I say, every time I dropped to the ground in, in her hall, like I, I actually didn't even wake her up. But I, I was falling asleep and all for a minute or two. And the thoughts were just getting back up again and going back out. But as I said, take one at a time. And I managed to get to 104 miles. I don't know how, but it was crazy going. It was very, it was grueling and mentally tough, you know, for, for uh, all yeah. the challenges I've done over the years. Like, I've done everything from 23 martins in 23 days and 10 martins in five days, but that was definitely the toughest. Yeah. Now, I know you're living thing. off pizza and water and stuff, so did you have yeah. a giant meal, your favourite meal, when you finished? Oh, I didn't. I didn't, Sergio. I, I went in and I literally slept. I think I was three days in bed and the painkillers or the anti-inflammatories came out and everything else and I'm only really recovering now. I'm starting to eat properly now, recovery field and everything else. And I, my favourite thing after a marathon is a big Domino's. But um, something like that, you know. But uh, no, I didn't. I just I just literally was in bed for three days after trying to recover. I'm still recovering now. But I actually won the first one. And that was for a different charity. raised 30000 for that. 
and this one is for a great charity and and the next one now is on on Monday I'm going to go for three wins in a row so we'll see how that goes Ah come on now Mark what's on Monday what do you, what do you, what have you signed up for It's it's the same kind of event again you know so I won it, I won it twice in a row now so I'm going to go and not sure probably last a day or two but just to, <laughs> just to kind of shake the guys up a bit that are in it this time they'll know that I won it twice so Do you find though when you do stop that your body can't really get back into it because you you start getting a bit stiff again. Yeah. So what happens with me is I I run a certain amount of marathons every year, probably forty marathons a year with different events for different charities. And when I stop for a couple of months, my body seizes up. You know, it's like anyone yeah. that trains a lot, like boxers or anything. If you're if you're not keeping it going, you, your body does seize up and you start feeling the aches and pains everywhere. You know, and I do get them everywhere. But uh, I have a good physio there, Thomas Ronan, Bally Firma, and he keeps me going. And he. I was I was when I was running the thirty three and thirty three days actually I got to about day twenty seven and I was in the Phoenix Park and I had to literally walk all the way home and Thomas I met Thomas that day and he got me back running again so it's, without people like that and like the, the the people that helped me and family and everything like that I wouldn't be able to to do it you know. It's, so, uh, yeah, it's like it's tough it's physically tough even just listening to you explain I know the amount of pain that you put yourself through and that three days in bed afterwards and your body be absolutely shot but as you mentioned it's all yeah. for uh, a hugely good cause that you did the latest one for which was the Ronald McDonald House a um, little bit about it where can people obviously go and donate and support if they want yeah so basically I, I big shout out to Sharon Kyo there the operations manager I got on to Sharon and she was telling me all about it so her and her team are amazing what they do there and um, basically they, they cater for 12 families per night and they've managed to stay open through the, the whole of the pandemic, you know. So they're just, their motto is that the hospital looks after the sick child and they look after the families, you know, they're a great charity. So if anyone wants to donate, it's just rmhc.ie forward slash donate. You can just go on to the Ronald McDonald site and I'd be very grateful if people were listening in and they've donated. If they could just put uh, for Mark's win or last person standing just so we're able to keep an, an eye on the donations coming in it'd be great and then I, someday we'll be like we'll have to do a fundraiser so you stop torturing yourself with these Mark <laughs> oh I will indeed well, it, there's only so long you can do on your body you know I'm, I'm 38 now I'm doing it the last 13 years for charity so yeah Um, I'll tell you I wouldn't do what you was doing anyway my calves are born and just thinking about it but uh, something easier the next time maybe but uh yeah. Does take it, it takes a towel on your body, your ankles, your knees, everything. So you'll have to give it up eventually, you know. But uh, the plan is to go out and break a few records there when we start getting back to normal. And to start, uh, just just try. I, I like trying different extreme events and try to, it's not even about winning them. Winning this one was great for the charity and it, it'll probably um, get them more publicity, you know. But uh, just to get out there and compete and try extreme things, that's, that's what I like doing. Well, it's an amazing achievement, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Listen, fair play to you. It's always, uh, it's always uh, deadly chatting to people like yourself who are doing these insane things, especially during lockdown, keeping yourself and the rest of us occupied and, and entertained that's, as that's well. It. And, and a big shout out to East of Ireland, Martin, Scarry, Reinhardt, Frank McDermott, a whole lot of them, because uh, it is they they run events like this that are low-cost Martin series in Dublin, and they run it just for people's mental health, to keep people busy and also big shout out to them and, and thanks guys for having me on no worries at all Mark listen appreciate it the next challenge we'll get you on as well to see how crazy you've gotten yourself but uh, thanks a million for popping on F104 tonight you're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon FM 104 Dermot Kennedy Paradise Cormac and Sir here on Room 104 Play Blue you can see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie you know you want it on the way in like 
less than five minutes shock shocks win yourself free takeaway 20 euro just eat voucher if you come on and win shock shocks every question it's a head to head quiz but every question you get wrong we get electrocuted and there's a new little twist come on with us this evening so shock shocks your name and details to 87 chatting there about the joys uh, and the pains of working from home if you're lucky enough to be either working or studying from home over the last 12 months what have you loved about it and what have you absolutely hated about it um, myself and Saoirse it turns out we have been working from home it was our one year anniversary of working from home happy anniversary happy anniversary it's been absolutely beautiful we were fully working from home broadcasting doing the entire show from uh, uh, both of our bedrooms for a couple of months last year we're now half and half prepping from home uh, in the afternoon and then coming in doing the live show and getting all that stuff sorted and that's been grand missing the afternoon traffic not yes. missing it as in avoiding it it's great yeah. we just want to know if you have been working or studying from home what have you loved what have you absolutely hated because we're after getting a message in here from Chris and Dan and I don't know whether I believe it or not because how would you miss commuting in uh, heavy traffic this is what Chris and Dan have said via text uh, my fiance is working from home since March last year and he hates it he misses being stuck in traffic and the commute into town. So to make him feel better, we go on random drives into town. And that's from Chris and Dan. What? Oh, that is weird. Now, okay, I've actually heard of a few people that enjoy listening to a podcast, ringing a friend. Like that's what they will do, say, on their commute home from work. Maybe not necessarily going into work because you're a bit stressed and you might be late. Yeah. But that that's their kind of routine. So I get that. Like you They've do- no alone time where they can wind down and yeah. just do their own thing for half an hour, an hour. And it is kind of nice because I remember years ago, you know, you get a bus or something into college and you'd often think it'd be so nice to, to drive because if you had free parking, because you're in your own little space and yeah, yeah. it's your time before you go in and then your time when you're coming home to like unwind. Whereas on a bus packed with loads of other people, it's not the same. It's not the same bus. Yeah, I know. But do people enjoy the commute? Who enjoys the commute? Especially yeah. if it's Dublin city centre commuting, a Lewis where it's just a smelly armpit in your face, yeah. or the M50 traffic, or any other main road in and out of Dublin is usually hell. Uh, what? I guess if you like your job and, you know, you don't mind doing your commute. I don't know. People, Some people love driving and don't mind traffic. Other people get enraged by it. Yeah. But it's kind of cute that you're going on little drives just to be like, now, there you go, you've had your fix. Because you're not really driving as much. Like, I do enjoy driving into the show because yeah. I'm not using the car otherwise. Yeah, same as, and you're obviously uh, getting out of the house. We're lucky enough that we've come able to get out of the house. But, like, if you're, yeah, if you're working, I know the, one of the things I imagine you hate if you're living with a lot of other people who are all working from home mm. and you haven't got a separate work area that you're just sleeping in the bedroom you're working in the bedroom you're watching your TV in the bedroom so it's literally like a little prison cell and you can't go now to the gym or for a swim or you couldn't even go up until a couple of weeks ago out for a a nice walk in the park or whatever down Mm. by the beach so imagine that that would be hell where you'd just be like so meh I hate everything that could be a bit annoying and if you came back into the office maybe it would break it up that way a little bit but yeah and yeah, everyone has their quirks though, you know. There's things that people love and there's things that irritate people like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I just don't think anyone will be going back full-time. I, th- I think a lot of bosses want people to go back full-time in the office because they like the control. And everyone else will be like, <laughs> no, 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 bye-bye. I just feel that Stay when you're home. in the office, you feel like you need to make an effort to look decent. And I hate that. I hate making an effort to look decent. Like if you're at home, you can wear your track Are you? Is this you making an effort? No, see, it's not because there's no one in the grand, office. Because I was you. worried. I was like, my God. Is oh, this, I haven't washed my hair in four this, days. This, this. <laughs> no, I, I literally, it's in a bobbin that I haven't taken out. Yeah. 
was only telling Tara earlier on, I haven't actually taken my hair out of the bobbin since yesterday. Nice, yeah. So I haven't brushed my hair or anything. I just couldn't be bothered. Like, who am I impressing? You? No, definitely no. not. No, never have. Definitely not. Uh, anyway, we have to move on. Shock Jocks is on the way next. If you want to win a free takeaway tonight, 20 euro voucher emailed to you. And if you want to electrocute myself and Saoirse live on the show, come on and play Shock Jocks. Very easy. It's a head-to-head quiz. Every question you get wrong, though, we get shocked. We get zapped in the neck with a dog shock collar. And that is on the way next here on F104. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. And it is time to give you a free takeaway and also allow you to blow the head off us live on the air. Room 104's Shock Jocks. Are you ready? No, You've got I'm, your dog collar around your neck. I'm not ready. Shock Jocks is very easy. It's a head-to-head quiz. We bring on a couple of uh, players. Every question they get right, ding, ding, ding. No pain inflicted. But every question you get wrong, I get electrocuted. Sersha has got the shock collar remote. I have the shock collar in my hand. And there's a slight change this evening. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to up the ante a little bit, okay? Because... The voltage on this goes from 0 to 100. And yeah. we've never put it more than 5 because that blows the head off you. Yeah. Uh, just to add the up the ante here a little bit, what we've done is we're going to link the voltage to the question number. So question number 1, if they get that wrong, will just be 1. That'll yeah. be the electric level. Then it'll go 2 volts for 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And the last question, if you get it wrong, my head is going to get blown off. Yes. Oh, God. Listen. Um, Sarah, does that make sense? Yeah. Sarah, you don't have to worry about that. Just get them all wrong and we'll all be friends. <laughs> yeah, that's not my problem. Exactly. Oh, it's it, not Sarah. my problem. She just doesn't care at all. Uh, Sarah, what do you do? Where are you from? Um, I'm from Parmesan. I work in admin. Lovely. Are you working from home? I am. Are you liking it? Yeah. Yeah, I think most I don't miss the commute. Yeah. Oh, there you. Were, you, were you city centre based or were you some other part of the city? No, I was just outside the city. Okay. okay. Yeah. Still a commute, trek. No yeah. one wants. Yeah, good to hear. Right. So, um, what's your general knowledge like, Sarah? Average. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. We don't need to be intelligent on this show. And, uh, Sarah, who's there with you? Uh, my family are beside me. They're trying to put me off. Oh, for God's sake. Now, they cannot be giving you hints, by the way. Listen. No, this is great news. Get the whole family involved. Average as well. Get the whole family involved. Get no. the laptops out. Get no. the phones going. This will go up to oh. more than you know what if you start <laughs> acting up on me. Right, okay. Well, uh, Sarah from Parmesan, who's uh, got the whole family. Wouldn't you love it if the whole family just had banners and Everton, like in Winning Street with Sarah going, woo, go. There's a huge, maybe they do. Maybe they do. There's a huge <laughs> 20 euro uh, takeaway voucher on the line for you tonight. And uh, my health and my sanity here as well. So you otherwise, know otherwise, you can get them all wrong and listen back to the show on the Room 104 podcast tomorrow and uh, listen to how excruciatingly painful this is and you can laugh with your family. No, definitely <laughs> Just saying, if you want to listen back to it, you okay. can always do that. Listen, Sarah, are you good to go? Yeah. Okay. Question number one. What year did the Titanic sink in the Atlantic Ocean on the 15th of April? Was it A, 1911, 1912 or 1913? Uh, 1912. She's going with 1912. Is that correct? All right. 1912. Are you sure? Yeah. You seem like you know this answer. 
Yeah, because I came back in the cinema in like 2012. For God's sake! Ah, although I would have correct liked right. to get that one wrong because I get the easy shocks out exactly. of the way. All right, so now question one, correct and right. Now we move on to question two, voltage level two. It's been upped. Uh, here we go. Question number two, Sarah. What is the name of the biggest technology company in South Korea? What is the name of the biggest technolo- uh, technology company in South Korea? A, Nokia, B, Samsung, or C, Mitsubishi? Samsung. I think she's correct and right. I'm not even worrying oh about that. Oh, my God! Yeah! What the hell? Yeah! What the hell? Why do people know these answers? Two for two. Okay, here we go. Oh. I'm, I'm not. See, now I'm still getting worried. Okay, now. Yeah, you should. Sure? <clears> I'm, I'm open the voltage. Yeah. Here we go. Voltage has been upped to level three now. And here's question three, Sarah. Okay, what is Barbie's real name? Is it A. Barbara, B. B, or C. Belinda? Um, Belinda. You seem to know these like straight off the bat. No, it's not. Ah! <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, how was that feeling? Nice. No. Uh, her name is Barbara. Barbie, Barbara. <laughs> okay. All right, Sarah. We're moving on to question four, and may I remind you the voltage is now increased mm-hmm. to level four as well, which is not good for my sanity or health. What is the average surface temperature on Venus? So she's made this very easy. What is the average surface temperature on Venus? Is it A, 860 degrees Fahrenheit, B, 870, or C, 880? Do you know the answer? Um, I don't. 870? That was just a guess. I got you. You can always change your mind, you know. No, we'll go. We'll go for the middle one. You're gonna go with the middle one. Ah! <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. <laughs> oh. Oh. I mean, I give you. I did give you the option to change. <laughs> I thought I got down the middle because it was a guess. Oh, oh that made God. me feel great. Uh, yeah, that was um eight sixty. Okay, now we're going back up. We're going up a, a notch here to... Uh, moving up to level five, five yeah. on question five. This is getting far worse. It was a great start and now we're, we're struggling. Sarah, question five. Where were the first computer animation animations, animations produced? Mm. Where were the first computer animations produced? Was it... A- hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A in the UK, B in Canada, or C in Japan? Um, Japan. Okay, she's going with Japan. Yeah, I would have definitely said Japan as well. Would you have said Japan? I don't know. <laughs> no! Oh, oh Christ! <laughs> uh, it's actually the UK, believe it or not. Oh, oh my God. Can we just keep going for the rest of the show? Question you 88. That, you just keep that on your neck. We'll just see if we can make him die on air. Be oh, flipping wow. hilarious. Wow. Right, that was incorrect, Sarah. That, that was definitely incorrect, yeah. <laughs> you okay? Right. No, I'm not okay. That was that was fairly strong. We have never gone to a level six here on the show before, no, so I'm kind yeah. of worried about this. Uh, question okay. six, level six, here we go now. There's extra voltage going into the side of my neck if you get this wrong. No bloody pressure, Sarah. No All right. Oh, this is so fun. You're up next. <laughs> Who invented man-made fizzy drinks? Who invented man-made fizzy drinks? Was it A, John Priestley, B, John Joseph Priestley, or C, Jack Priestley? Uh, C, Jack Priestley. She's talking about Jack Priestley. <laughs> oh! Oh, this is the best ever. We do this every week. We just get you to take two for the team. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, No, it's actually Joseph. Joseph Priestley invented fizzy drinks. Yes. Okay. Sarah, question seven (laughs) means the voltage has been upped to seven. So have a good, long, hard think about this before no, no, we go. No, no, you don't have to. Absolutely not. Spout now I'm, answers. Due, I'm due a correct answer now. You definitely are 100% You're not due though, a, really, Sarah, when you think about it. A correct answer. All right, here we go. How many Bond films did Roger Moore appear in in the 007 series? How many Bond films did Roger Moore appear in? Was it six, seven, or eight? Was it A6, B7, or C8? Um, we'll go with six. A6. Are you okay? No. Are you okay now? No. Oh! <laughs> 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 uh, no, it was actually seven. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Going to eight. Oh, Christ. Going up to a beautiful eight now. This isn't your sister, is it, Saoirse? Sarah? Yeah, as in you just brought her out. It's like, Sarah, but it's, you brought her to no. get all the questions wrong. No. No, okay. I'm just really bad with Jeff. No, but I'm loving it, Sarah. Uh, you know, we could definitely be friends after the show. Right. Okay. Question number eight, Sarah. True or false? Actress Halle Berry appeared in the, in the 2002 Bond film Die Another Day playing the character Jinx. True. Oh, God. Do you know this answer? No. It is true. It is true. It is true. Oh, yes. It is true. Yes. You got you got lucky there now. Yes. Okay, last two questions. Here we go. 9. Which board game is determined by a player's ability to answer general knowledge questions? Is it A Cluedo, B Monopoly, C Trivial Pursuit? C 
Trivial Pursuit. Boom. Correct and correct right. Correct and right. Correct and yes. right. I'm making them easy now. Okay. And the last <laughs> one, the voltage is being cranked up to... 10. A disgusting 10, which we've never done before. Never, ever done before. You could die. And to be honest with you, our, <laughs> our bosses, bosses, bosses told us to stop doing this because yes, of did. health and safety concerns. But mm. sure, look, we'll just crank it up anyway. Yeah. If we die on air, we die on air. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> anyway, question 10. Question 10. In golf, where does the Masters take place? Is it A, the Augusta National, B, the Kiwa Islands, or C, Louisville? A, Augusta. Damn it! Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes! Sarah, you nailed it at the end. There was a bit of a wobble in the middle. And then all of a sudden, at we the end, be friends. pulled it out breathe. of the bag. How many did Sarah get? She got one correct, two correct, three, four, five. Uh, five out of ten. Not bad at all. When you say average, you hit the nail on the head with the, the average there as well. So listen, Sarah, uh, thank you. Thanks to the family for the support as well. And uh, if um, Sersha's team player does not get more than 5 out of 10 you have uh, won that 20 euro Just Eat voucher alright so we'll be in touch but thanks for playing alright ok thank you cheers sir bye bye sick it moves over Saoirse's up Shock Shock's next after imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.